0: Hello, thanks for joining us for the Broncos post game show. I am Phil Milani alongside Nick Ferguson. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, hopefully, your holiday was a little better than the Broncos as they fell 51 to 14, Nick. Uh, uh, just a bad day all around.
1: Yeah, and the only thing I could say, you were a mean one, Mr. Grinch. The Rams proved to be the Grinch for uh, the Denver Broncos. I-, I thought starting out, Phil, that the Broncos were going to go in and have a great game because you look at the Rams offensively and defensively. They were depleted on both sides of the ball, but Sean McVay, being a crafty OC, decided, hey, we may not have any wide receivers, but we do have Tyler Higby, and the Broncos could not slow him down.
0: The interceptions from Russell Wilson, I mean, this thing was, it was 17 nothing before you could even blink. The uh, Broncos just really never had a chance after those.
1: No, uh, they didn't, and here's, here's what was one of my problems. Everyone was talking about heading into this game. Well, Corlin Sutton is coming back. That's going to enhance the offense. I said, hold on, pump your brakes for just a second. Here's what it was going to do, and we just saw it. You know, Ross was trying to be overly aggressive and get number 14 the ball, and he spotted the Rams 14 points trying to aggressively throw the ball to him. He tried with the first attempt the deep throw. It's just like, no, settle into the game plan. Your number one wide receiver, I keep saying it, Phil, is number 10, Jerry Judy, but trying to force the ball into Cortland Sutton early, got the Broncos into early trouble.
0: Jerry Judy had six catches today for 117 yards. He's really the only player on the offensive side to really show up today. Uh, Let's get to the highlights here. Uh, Russell Wilson returning after uh, missing last week with the concussion. Uh, Third play from scrimmage. Russell Wilson, like Nick was just saying there, looking for Cortland Sutton, intercepted throwing into some tight coverage there that led to a Rams touchdown the very next drive three plays in Wilson picked off by his old teammate Bobby Wagner that was a bad one Nick uh, just a really eyeing him the whole way there and Bobby just came in and took it well
1: well yeah you know the idea was trying to get the tight ends involved great dosage and Bobby sits in that, hey, listen, I played against Russ. I practiced against Russ. I know exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to bait the old veteran and Bobby Wagner, but Bobby won this battle.
0: Yeah, and uh, then that led to another Rams touchdown. They were down 17-0, trying to come back, try to get something on. They scored a, a field goal before halftime there. But in the third quarter, we were hoping for one of those Russell Wilson comes back comebacks, but instead it's his third interception of the day. Just the fifth time in his career that he's thrown three-plus interceptions in a game. Just an ugly one all around 51-14, uh, to 14 the final. That's uh, the first time they've given up fifty more than 50 points since week 17 in 2008, Nick.
1: Yeah, it's such a long time since the Broncos have done that. And this is one of those games, Phil, where as a coach, you just want to burn the tape. You don't even want to watch it. You don't want to watch it on the plane. Let's just burn the tape. Act as though it didn't or doesn't exist. But we were also wondering, okay, well, a lot of coaches from that Ram staffs on the Broncos coaching staff. Maybe they knew something that would actually help them. But it seemed as though the kid wanted Sean McVay proved that he is still boy genius and he knows how to run this version of his offense. Better than Coach Hackett does.
0: It's amazing at Baker Mayfield. I mean, he just showed up a couple of weeks ago. He was twenty-four of twenty-eight, two hundred and thirty yards, two touchdowns, a one hundred and twenty-four point seven rating.
1: Well you see, they made the game easy for Baker, knowing as though he was only he's only been there three, four games, but it was running the starting the game out running the ball. When you run the ball, no matter how effective you are, you just have to be consistent then that sets up the play action and we saw you know Tyler Higbee get involved with the boots and the keep game and it made things that much easier for Baker down the stretch.
0: Higbee was out there looking like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean uh, uh, the Broncos had uh, no answers for him. Uh, let's go out to SoFi Stadium and check in with Eric Delala.
2: Thanks Phil, yeah no way to sugarcoat this one Uh, Just kind of a mess here today on this Christmas Day at SoFi Stadium. The Broncos go down early to the Los Angeles Rams. It's fueled by a pair of interceptions from Russell Wilson. And before you know it, the Broncos are in a hole. uh, 31-6, a 25-point halftime deficit, the largest halftime deficit since all the way back in 2010. And, And things did not get better from there as you look at this game. It's three interceptions from Russell Wilson from an offense that could not find anything until the very late stages of the game. And with Russ, especially on the third one, it seems like there's an easy play to be made. Instead, he takes a shot down the field. It's picked off. Uh, That kind of summed up this afternoon. But even with a better offensive performance, things were not going to be better if the defense played like that. The uh, Los Angeles Rams had eight possessions They scored on all eight possessions, excluding a final kneel down. That's just not good enough. And and what ends up happening with that pick six, a 50-burger here on Christmas Day. Uh, Not a lot to say that's positive. The Broncos have to find a way to never let this happen. This was, uh, simply put, a complete mess in all three phases of the game. The Broncos need to find a way to be better. Phil, back to you.
0: Thank you very much, Eric. We're back here in studio with Nick Ferguson. Nick, uh, for the first time, really, we saw some frustrations boil over on the Broncos sideline uh, Dalton Reisner looked like he got into it a little with Brett Ripon. we saw Cortland Sutton get upset on that third interception uh what do you think about the Broncos showing us some emotion like that well
1: you like to see guys show emotion and you want that emotion to be positive but we've seen emotion between you know Russell and some of the other guys early in the season but that was on the defensive side of the ball it is rare that you see offensive guys Actually, have this type of uh, entanglement—that's what I'll call it—and <laughs> uh, for me, once again, I, I love the fire, and I- and I understand what uh, Dalton Risen was trying to say. But most importantly, I understand what Brett Ripper was trying to say as a- as a quarterback himself, who a week before was playing behind that Broncos offensive line, and he was smash hits and sacks. He understood what Russell was under as far as the rest was concerned and how that kind of guided where he can actually go with the ball. So that was, for me, big to see – A young quarterback in Brett Rippon step up for a veteran quarterback like Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, and then we saw Russ uh, come over and talk to the O-line, too, there. Let's talk about Russell Wilson's day there. I mean, the three interceptions, he was sacked six times. What are you seeing uh, on the film there? Because I thought Tony Romo did a pretty good job in the broadcast being like, hey, if he would have just gone here, dumped it out into the flat, maybe there would be something there. But instead, his eyes are looking down the field.
1: Yeah, that was a pro- huge problem for me because the idea is that you take what the defense is giving you. Russell wasn't, you know, in last week. In the last game we saw of him, he played, you know, well in that second half. He was real aggressive. Jerry Judy had three touchdowns. The Broncos almost had an opportunity to come back win against the Kansas City Chiefs. He was out. Last week against the Cardinals, he watched the Broncos win the game with Brett Rippon, so you had to figure that he was going to come out and try to maybe press a little too much. The game is on Christmas. He wants to go out and make sure he goes out on a high note, but to me, this is where you worry as a quarterback and even as a fan. How much are you going to push to try to get certain things done? Rush pushed a little hard, and it didn't end up well for him or the Broncos.
0: Nick, is that being selfish, though? I mean, thinking, okay, hey, Rippon went out there last week, did this. Now I got to sort of prove my worth. I mean, I think that's probably what's been going on with Russ all year long is that he's in a new spot. He's trying to prove a lot of doubters wrong. You think he's just out there pressing a little too much?
1: Yeah, he's de- he definitely is uh, pressing. Now, I'm not going to say it's kind of a selfish type of player. It is the fact that, listen, I was brought here for a reason. I'm known for putting up a certain amount of stats. I am far under that particular number, so let me go out here and try to make some things happen, and sometimes you just have to let the game come to you. And when you go back to play, call, and execution, it's something we've been saying all season long, but that proved to be problematic for the Broncos today.
0: Well, here's uh, what the Broncos' starting quarterback had to say at the podium. I've always believed that in the highest
1: moments and the lowest moments. And, uh, you know, we're at a low moment right now. And uh, I don't fear low moments because I know that every time I've been in a low moment, i have always come to the
2: other side of it.
0: So that's the offensive side of things here, uh, Nick. But what about this Broncos' defense? It looked like at times when they fell behind early, that they weren't really interested in being out there.
1: Yeah, it was kind of one of those things that, you know, the defense has a job to do. And regardless of the fact of uh, Russell making those two early interceptions, putting you on a, on short field, you have to go out there and you have to do your job and you can't start feeling sorry for yourself. No one's going to feel sorry for you as a defense or as a team. And what we saw was some of the same problematic things that we saw in previous weeks, going back to the Kansas City game When the Broncos are playing zone coverage, it's about communicating. It's about guys being able to trust one another and being at their spot. We didn't really see that today. So we saw Tyler Higby, he was able to find the soft spots in the zone coverage and then make the Broncos play. But also Cam Akers, who hasn't had 100 yards all season long, he went over 100 yards on the ground against the Broncos and three touchdowns. I can tell you this, Phil, it is real demoralizing when you know a team is going to run and they're able to run it down your throat with success. And that was a problem on the defensive side of the ball.
0: The Rams had only scored more than 30 points one time this year. Uh, That was way back in week two. They had that at halftime, Nick. I mean, uh, uh, this is not what we've seen from this Broncos defense all year long.
1: No, it's not. Uh, And once again, when you find yourself in a situation like this, knowing as though your offense is struggling, struggling, they've been struggling constantly all season long. At some point, you have to find a way to create turnovers. And the last two games, going Kansas City game, the Broncos were able to rally in the second half. Why? They won a the turnover battle. Look at Arizona. Even though Arizona was depleted and Brett Ripon was the quarterback, they won that game. Why? They won a the turnover battle. It's basically simple with the Denver Broncos win the turnover battles, don't give up a lot or surrender a lot of penalties and try to score points. None of those things happened in the Broncos way. And that's why they were blown out on the road.
0: We talked so much about complimentary football. This was sort of that in reverse, the turnovers from the Broncos offense. And then that led to some short fields and touchdowns from uh, the Rams. Uh, here's what the Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett had to say after the game. I know it always starts with me. Without a doubt. And that was embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. That's not what we're about. That's not what we've done all year. Uh, Again, we'll continually look at it and we can't turn the ball over. We've got to stop the run. That's uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett at the podium. We're back here in studio with Nick Ferguson on the Broncos postgame show. Nick, uh, I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk around town about Nathaniel Hackett up until today. It seemed like this team had been playing really hard for their head coach.
1: Yeah, it seemed that way, but uh, two early turnovers and down 14, 17 points can change a lot of that. And once again, this was another national televised game, Christmas game at that. I know there were not a lot of fans in the stadium at SoFi's Field, but there were a lot of people at home watching. And this was the last impression of the Denver Broncos because this is the last national televised game they have. And for me, What I think about is rolling to 2023. Will Nathaniel Hackett be able to survive? How many games will the Broncos have on national television come next year based on how they underperformed this year? So a lot of question marks, feel surrounding this team, and they're going to be answered in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, when the schedule came out, I mean, this was a premier matchup. You know, the defending Super Bowl champions, Russell Wilson, the Broncos, but then it turned out to be a matchup of two four and ten teams. But uh, clearly the Rams came out with more fire today.
1: They they did, and I guess Phil, that's the most disappointing thing. You get Russell Wilson back, you get Cortland Sutton, and even though both teams have so many guys. On IR, you just had to figure that the pendulum was swinging in the direction of the Denver Broncos, and once again, I I chose the Broncos to win this game because I felt once again, nationally televised game. You're coming off a game, you know, a, a game that you won is what your your the first win in eight games. And now you get a national televised game against a team that's limping into this Christmas Day game and you're not able to pull it off. So now fans are going to say, well, here's what we thought about you before. You lost to another 4-10 and team, but look how they beat you. It's even worse for the Denver Broncos now after uh, tonight's game
0: yeah it, it seemed like that fire was missing a little bit the only guy who really had that fire was Jerry Judy uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show six catches 117 yards and it looked like maybe he had tweaked his ankle early in the game so yeah a, t- a tough day all around for this Broncos squad let's go inside the Broncos locker room and uh, check in with Sidney Jones
2: thanks Paul. we're here with wide receiver Jerry Judy Jerry A really tough loss here in Los Angeles. Just from the offensive side of the ball, what wasn't working for you guys today?
3: I mean, we just couldn't, you know, first of all, you know, have turnovers. As often, you can't have turnovers, you know, that's going to just cost us time and possession. So that's that's the first part. And the second, we just couldn't find no momentum, you know. Um, Biggest thing, you know, trying to find that momentum to keep us going. And I feel like we just couldn't get it.
2: Jerry, sure, you guys weren't able to find the end zone until the fourth quarter, but for you specifically, you, knew, you had another 100-yard game. Why do you think maybe you guys weren't able to find the end zone more?
3: Um, you know, it, it'd be a lot, of, a lot of stuff going with it, you know. So it'd be, it'd be certain things, so much stuff that we got to just go back and watch film and just look over it to see exactly what went wrong.
2: What was Coach Hackett's message to the team here after the game?
3: You know, and the message was, you know, it was, a, it was a tough first half, you know, but we still had time on the clock, so we just got to keep fighting and keep pushing.
2: As you know, you know, it's been a tough season, so with two games left, kind of just what's your focus? What's your goal to end the season?
3: I'll go just finish, finish the season 2-0. Like you said, we got two games left. You know, you just want to finish out strong, finish the season strong, um, just win them last two games.
2: Jerry, appreciate your time. Thank you. Phil, send it back to you.
0: Thank you very much, Sydney. Time to wrap up things here in studio with Nick Ferguson. Nick, after a, a, a game like this where you give up 51 points, you're only able to score uh, 14. Where do the Broncos go from here?
1: Well, at this point, it comes down to two remaining games, a game against uh, two division rivals, the Chargers uh, to end the season and then next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. And all you have to do is just kind of go out there and just – put this game behind you, and just try to go out there and make plays. Because at the end of the day, once the season is over, everyone's going to somewhat forget about it. And as a player, you just want to roll into the next year saying, okay, well, the season didn't go that great for us, but we were able to win in or, or the season, rather, on, on a positive note. So whether it's the coaching staff or the players, it's all about putting your best foot forward for these last two games and at least leave the fans with something to cheer about heading into 2023
0: i think most people heading into next year they want to say does is this offense going to work we you know you got russell wilson here what's going to happen what w- would you play him these last two games and, and what do you need to see from him
1: well first of all i wouldn't have play him this game to begin with even if he wanted to play because what more can you learn about russell i mean he's been struggling all season long He's been playing behind the makeshift offensive line. The chemistry on offense really hasn't been there the way that we all anticipated. So what would we we learn from Russell being in there? Absolutely nothing. You know, three turnovers from Russell, one for Brett Rippon, to me is now handed over to Rippon, let him just kind of run out these last two games because you need to figure out with with, uh, Brett Rippon being an unrestricted free agent come 2023, Can he be your backup? Can he give you any kind of offensive hope? So these are the type of things that you want to know before, you know, the clock strikes 12 on that Chargers game that's coming up.
0: And and you don't want Russ out there seeing ghosts, you know, like uh, not seeing things properly just because there's so much pressure on him a lot of the time there. Maybe down the field, not seeing things quite clearly. That's the last thing you want to do is like put Russ in a bad situation.
1: Well, Russ has been in a bad situation uh, from the very beginning, Phil, and you don't want to compound it and make it worse. And you're absolutely right. When you watch Russ, at times you can see guys in the outland passes in the flats, guys maybe outside the numbers. He's not able to see him because he's trying to watch what's in front of him and, and watch what's you know happening as far as those et stunts. Though still, the offensive line can't really pick up. But if you were asked Russ, and he was to be honest with you, he would tell you yes. His focus and his concentration is on the pressure, so he's not able to look down the field, and that's not a situation you want to put any quarterback in.
0: All right, well, a, a tough Christmas here for the Broncos as they lose 51-14 to 14 to the L.A. Rams. Hope that you had uh, a, a much better holiday, and Merry Christmas. We uh, wish all of Broncos country happy holidays. That is going to do it for us. For Nick Ferguson, I am Phil Milani. This has been the Broncos Postgame Show.